Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. But we also teach you how to make a difference while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. He's actually from the US originally. He's uh, at the time of this interview, he's actually in Australia. And uh, he has this big passion for Africa and especially about uh, you know building clean uh, water wells in Uganda, um, in Africa. So uh, we're going to be asking him about uh, that. Uh, he's a passionate traveler, uh, you know, traveling uh, to over almost 30 countries before he's 30. Uh, now he's, uh, you know, working all over the place as well. And, uh, you know, he's uh, making income online through different uh, revenue streams. So we have a lot to talk about. And uh, the other thing I didn't mention also, he's a passionate uh, video blogger. He actually blogged every single day for about six months, which is very impressive, uh, especially because of the quality of his blogs. Uh, they're not just video blogs where he just... Uh, staring at a camera and talking, but it's actually all edited as well. So really high quality uh, video blogs. And I'll, I'll share with you a, a quick story of how uh, we actually connected. Um, I was actually in Trinidad and Tobago, and we were at a place called Maracas Bay, which is one of the most incredible beaches in the world. And I was just uh, looking up on YouTube, <laughs> and I came across uh, Josh's video, and I was like, oh, man, I was just there, and uh, I reached out to Josh, and uh, I was like, hey, uh, you know, I see you're passionate about travel. You're a great uh, video blogger. Would you like to be on the show? So just through the power of uh, finding someone on YouTube, here we are talking live on, the, on a Google Hangout. So Josh, uh, to start off with, why don't you share a little bit about yourself for the sake of the listeners and the viewers? Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I've always uh, wanted to do a podcast, and I've never been on one. So this is my first podcast. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. And it's funny that you mentioned that video because uh, so when I was first starting video vlogging um, and doing all that, I had done videos in the past, and I, I hadn't done much. I did How to Travel in Trinidad, and that video actually blew up in Trinidad, had almost 60,000 views because it got posted on some local news station. And I stupidly, stupidly, as a new YouTuber, decided that I wanted to do this video vlog, and I started a new channel, and then I ended up deleting my old channel, not knowing that I would lose all those views. Not Well, I thought I could transfer over the, the video, and it wouldn't, yeah, anyway. It was a very rookie digital mistake. And so I had this amazingly viral video in Trinidad, and uh, it's all gone now. But hey, you know what? It's just about building the content and having a good time. Um, but yeah, so it's fun that you, you actually still found the video, and, and here we are talking. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit about me. I grew, up in, I grew up in the States, and um, I did my undergrad at Boston College, did a graduate degree at George Washington University. Mostly uh, did a lot of finance and insurance stuff, and I hated my life, so I just decided to kind of try to make it in other ways. And so while well, in grad school, I started a company called Jonas Umbrellas. Um, anyone who's listening, you can look it up on jonasumbrellas.com. Check it out there. Uh, it's um, Basically, we sell limited edition umbrellas that help fund clean water wells in Uganda. We've been doing it for about three years, and we have funded two wells um, fully, which is Something I'm extremely proud of. Um, it's it's focusing on education, and it definitely helps empower women and and girls. I think is the biggest impact that I've seen that I, I wasn't really expecting to have there. Um, I was just kind of going for health and education. This whole aspect of of this women empowerment kind of came out of it, which was something that I'm just I'm so happy about. So um, doing that, and then yeah, I, I taught myself online actually through YouTube how to edit videos and started vlogging um, did that for like you said six months straight and so now I do a lot I try I'm trying to do other videos and, and improve my editing skills so that I can 
actually try to help organizations around the world through video if I'm traveling in a quick stop. So that's that's the one thing that's tough about when you're tra when you are a digital nomad or you are traveling a lot and you want to make an impact, you want to have that impact. It's going somewhere on these like little trips that are planned for like a week. It's really hard to have that significant impact and sometimes you kind of get this criticism of oh, you show up for a week, you snap your photos, and then you leave, you know, and, and you don't really have that long-standing impact. So, you know, my one suggestion to people is if you can bring your skill set to the table beforehand, before you go, whether it's with a group of people or if you're doing a group or if you want to do it on your own, like if you're good at finance and you are an accountant and you want to travel and you want to help somebody, like call up a nonprofit organization and be like, hey, I'll show up, I'll look through your books, I'll help you with, you know, trying to come up with, different ways to um, you know budget or whatever and really try to make like a significant like walk away impact and if it's whether it's marketing like hey I'm really good at creating Instagram posts we'll make go in there and do take some photos and bring some content to them so that's just one way to make an impact as you travel yeah absolutely and I, I love what you've done with the Uganda project we'll definitely be covering that in much more detail uh, but before we do that I'd love to hear about your road to travel because uh, a lot of people uh, maybe they might do the two-week vacation or the one month or the two months but uh, you're I, I can never pronounce the word properly but uh, you're traveling continuously and uh, here you are in Australia you've uh, you know visited so walk us through some of those travels um, yeah. Some, or was it uh, uh, a few times a year? Walk us through your travel journey, Josh. Yeah. So from a tra from a travel journey standpoint, I I started pretty young. My my parents were pretty um, just open for me to travel. My my folks had both traveled a lot, so I think that having that really supportive environment growing up to just like get out there and do things um, was was really helpful. Like my my parents, once I graduated high school, um, they basically were like, what do you want to do? You know, like, congratulations, you, you graduated, you know, and, and they're like, I was like, I want to travel. And they literally sent me backpacking with a friend through Europe. And I was 17 years old at the time. And I had literally, like my folks had traveled back in the day, I guess, when maybe there wasn't a whole lot of this idea of hostels or um, you know, it was a little bit different. I think a little more organic when the internet wasn't around to do to kind of plan. So they didn't plan much, and I didn't plan much. They just said, "Oh, you'll be fine." Threw, flew me into Spain and gave me a flight out of Italy and said, um, "Out of Rome," and said, "Oh, you have a month. Just figure out, you know, how to get from one place to the other. You'll be fine." Literally had nothing booked. Flew into Madrid without a hostel booked. Didn't know it was like high season, like wandering around the streets. Um, I was a stowaway on a train in Italy that year because I didn't have tickets and I didn't know how to get them. And I, so I jumped on a train and just was like running from the conductors. Um, just un incredible stories from that trip. And it kind of just set me off on this kind this, uh, I guess, passion for travel. And, um, you know, I, I guess life kind of hits you a little bit along the way and you get kind of caught up in the college and, trying to make a living and kind of getting in that grind. And I didn't travel too much. It was little one-off trips here and there. And then in grad school, I was forced again to go to a place and do a consulting project. And I did a consulting project in, in Rwanda and stopped in Uganda to do actually raft the Nile River with a buddy before that. 
And I just fell in love with Uganda, came home and just wanted to do something to impact that place. So started to come up with Jonas Umbrella's idea. And then this whole thing for travel just kind of kicked in after that. And it was like, I couldn't stay in one place very long. So moved to California, traveled to Trinidad, like you said, was in Turkey for a little while. Um, so then I decided I wanted to try to just crush 30 countries before 30. I'm at 27, I believe now. So I got two years to do three more and I think I'll easily, easily do it. So backpacked um, through Central America most recently. So did started in Belize and went all the way down to Panama City via bus, which was I, kind of crazy because I did it in 40 days um, and it was just really rapidly, super quick. And I vlogged throughout that entire thing, which is um, if anyone wants to do Central America that way, I would highly suggest hitting up some of the vlogs where I'm doing the border crossings because there's lots of good tips and you can actually like specifically remember I did a land crossing from Costa Rica to Panama and I'm like filming in places I shouldn't film and uh, like looking at the guard stands and you can see exactly the process and, and some of them are a little bit sketchy. I mean, if you've ever done land crossings, it gets a little dicey sometimes when you um, are being told to go to some random shed and pay a $20 crossing fee and you're like, is this legit or am I just getting scammed? And sometimes you're getting scammed, but there's no way out of it. And other times uh, it's legit. So, so looking at some of those things is just a, lot, a huge, hugely uh, fun time. And then flew back to Turkey actually for a buddy's wedding in Istanbul and picked up my girlfriend and we went and flew through Southeast Asia. Actually, I stopped in Hawaii and uh, my sister works there with, was working there with turtles. So we, we spent, lived on the beach for a couple of days for a week or so. That was really nice and got to visit some friends there. Um, amazing family took me in, the Beneskis, who was a teacher of mine back in high school. So if you guys end up watching, hi guys, thank you for the time there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, backpack through Southeast Asia, did Bangkok all the way up north. We volunteered at the Elephant Nature Park, which was such an amazing experience there. Um, Backpacked through Laos and then did Vietnam all the way down. Tried to rent as many motorbikes as we could through Vietnam. Then Cambodia, we did um, Kuala Lumpur, Singapore, Bali, and then ended up in Australia. And the main reason we ended up in Australia, it was just to kind of regroup, get some solid internet behind us, get um, a little time with some comfort foods. And um, yeah, I mean, the working holiday visa was a good way to just kind of settle down and regroup the amount of cash that had been kind of going out as we traveled. So here we are in Melbourne and um, we've been here for five months now and we will be moving on in February to go to Japan and then South America. So we'll be doing South America, probably most countries, hopefully, and then back to the States for a little while to just see family because I haven't seen anyone in a, a long, long time. And, only, only recently, like I'm 28, so I feel like this is like the, the hot time for everyone to get married. So unfortunately for me, I'm flying back and forth, back and forth to these weddings. So I flew to Mexico for a buddy's wedding and then Portland. And so it's like, I'm like, come on, guys, couldn't you time this out a little bit better for me? Maybe when I was back in the States for a little while. But uh, I've gotten to see some friends, but I haven't seen family in a while. It's funny you mentioned the wedding because I had a chance to look at your YouTube video pre-interview. And uh, he made an awesome video all the way from Australia, uh, making it just in time for his friend's wedding. So good at you for making it for the wedding there, and we're getting married on the day. 
so uh, you have traveled a lot, uh, you know, over the last uh, few years. I actually did a very similar trip to you. I did uh, Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, Australia, and did a working holiday as well. And I ended up uh, staying in Sydney, uh, but I visited Melbourne as well. So yeah, amazing nice. route there through Southeast Asia into Australia. Um, Tell us about some of the ways you're actually able to finance uh, the trips, uh, because you mentioned, uh, for example, that your parents paid for the first one over to Spain and yeah. Europe, but now you're, you know, you're no longer a teen who's 17. Now you're, yeah. a, you know, a young adult who's 28, uh, making your own living. So tell us about some of the ways you're generating income now uh, as an adult and as a digital nomad, as a, and as a world traveler. Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing that people. Um, you know, they look for it in digital nomads. They're like, oh, it's, it'd be such a great life. It'd be so easy, you know, to just be on the beach. And, and, and I'm just like, nah, it's way, way harder. And it's so much more fun, but it's, it's definitely, you have to have somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit or you're never going to make it. And so for me, it's literally just piecing together whatever I can get a hold of at the time. So I thankfully have a really good education behind me. So being able to stop into an Australia and get a job, you know, I work for a company now in an accounting department, you know, so I'm trying to build that up that way, but still trying to keep those things that are digital working, you know, off hours. So a lot of times I'm working 60 to 70 hours a week, you know, and I think with, um, for me specifically, it's been a lot of like these lulls of working and these upticks of working. So um, when I'm traveling a ton, it's trying to balance the the media side of stuff. So if I'm getting sponsored by some company, small company to do like a, a post for, you know, backpacks or whatever the case may be, or, um, you know, that little bit of money can be really helpful or saying, Hey, I want to do this giving trip and going on and doing a GoFundMe, like reaching out and trying to get as many people to, to see your cause and fund you to do the trip. Like there's so many ways. And for me specifically right now, one of my friends, um, in DC started doing a lot of um, marketing through stuff that she had talked about with me. And so then I kind of joined on with her and we have clients back in the States. So doing, you know, social media posts and um, Facebook ads, email marketing, um, you name it, anything in that digital marketing world. So that has been a really good way for me to sustain like some level of digital income, I'd say. Um, and then just, from that digital income, trying to stop in locations and work wherever we can, you know. Um, one good way that I've seen is people stopping in hostels and volunteering at hostels. Just so many times I've been around um, and it's just like, hey, you wanna be a bartender and, and work here for a week? It's like, sure, I'll live in um, Guatemala for a week and bartend and get to stay here for free. And so there's a lot of ways for you to kind of do it, but I think it's there's no one real way. It's like you kind of got to look at your situation and be like, all right, how much money do I have? What do I need to live here? Like, how long do I want to live here? And how do I kind of make those two things match up and what opportunities are around me? So it's definitely about kind of taking what you have, your knowledge and your skills and kind of matching it up with wherever you are. So I'm, I'm not above or below any jobs, you know, like I will, I will bartend or wait tables and I will, you know, go into an accounting department and spend some time there working as, as a contract worker. Um, you know, I think the most consistently and, and best income for me has been that consulting work from through media is just, um, 
you know, when I first graduated college, that was something I was doing as well. That's how I ended up moving to California. I was doing digital um, consulting for a company. So, and that's all stuff you can learn online, which I think is the best part about it. You know, you can go to school and do all these things and have that good background, but everything that I've learned about marketing and ads and is YouTube, like YouTube university. I, I'm, I graduated from Boston college and George Washington university, but I am a constant student of YouTube university. I am just such a big proponent of that. Like if you want to learn how to code or you want to learn how to make a video, I mean, there's just so much to do. And now, like you said, I did that wedding video and I, I had no interest in doing wedding videos. I like the vlog style. I like the, the creative kind of mode. And yeah, some people might say weddings are creative, but in the end you're kind of, you're filming shoes and dresses and I don't know, that's not for me, but I did this wedding video in my style and the way that I wanted to do it. And now I've gotten like already three emails in the last month being like, Hey, can, do you want to do wedding videos and for me? And I'm like, yeah, yes. You know, like, so it's about taking in those opportunities and just always kind of producing content. I mean, with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and I'm not a huge Twitter user, but some people are Snapchat, whatever. Um, it's just about kind of putting yourself out there and, and just making the best of your situation, I think. Yeah, definitely, Josh. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, food for thought uh, of what you said, uh, you know, especially the whole angle of uh, digital nomads, you know, bragging about how amazing life is or how much money they're making when it's actually quite a struggle, like you mentioned. Uh, the finances are definitely a struggle when you're on the road and making online income. Um, you know, the cultural differences, the language differences. If you're traveling with a companion like you with your girlfriend or me with my spouse, definitely that's tough as well. I, you know, the fighting on the road. <laughs> I travel with yeah. my kids. Uh, you know, shout out to them over there. There's uh, Rian and Ryan. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, they, throw, they, throw <laughs> they throw tantrums while on the road. Uh, here we are in Bogota, Colombia. And I was uh, actually with a buddy of mine who's actually a local. And we were doing a walking tour of the old area. And my son, uh, he keeps seeing lollipops and he throws these big tantrums because he wants lollipops. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, we'll give him a lollipop here and there, but every time he sees one for the last few days, he's just been throwing these tantrums. And as a parent, it's really tough because um, if your child is crying in public and you're kind of embarrassed, you're like, oh, man, you know, like, yeah. what should I do here? And I can't just keep buying him lollipops because then he's going to get cavities everywhere. So, you know, you <laughs> kind of just go with it and you distract him. You try to pull him away, but... Um, you know, it's definitely been uh, the hardest thing for me has been uh, obviously traveling with the young kids And that's why I have a whole yeah. blog dedicated to that daddyblogger.com if you are a parent watching make sure you check out that one uh, And you know part of the reason we do these interviews Josh and for everyone listening and watching is to show that there are all these different revenue streams available Everything from what Josh is doing, you know consulting uh, doing digital media uh, to things like I'm doing I'm doing coaching. I'm doing uh, mastermind groups. I have four different Udemy courses by the way, so uh, you know, check out the Udemy courses. Uh, they all to do with uh, being a digital nomad. And I actually have a massive summit coming up this fall, uh, teaching people about how to be a digital nomad. So That's I'm trying to do my part uh, with uh, things like you mentioned, the YouTube University. And these uh, interviews actually go on YouTube as well. Not just um, iTunes where the audio goes, but the video version will go on YouTube. So yeah, you know, uh, nice. trying to do my part in educating people how to work, make money while traveling the world. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic, and I think what's, what's so awesome about it is you are learning as you go. I mean, that's the best part about being traveling is that like, I couldn't give people advice about travel, and now I get calls all the time, you know, and I've lived my life off that bootstrap version, so it's, I can book up, like, people call me, and they're like, oh, I would come there, I would go there, but the flights are, are oh, too expensive. I'm like, yeah, you just don't know what you're doing. Like, 
you just don't know what you're doing. That's just the reality of it. And so it's, it's because you haven't, you haven't had a thousand dollars in the bank and you know that the, the route out is 1500 and you just don't know what to do yet. You know, like you haven't been in that situation. So if you haven't been in that situation, then you don't know how to like really, really go deep in the interwebs and find the cheap way out or the, all right, you know, I could fly from there to there, or I could take a 18 hour bus ride cramped in and save myself, you know, $500. So I think that's what's so cool about the travel and, and being a digital man is like you're learning what you can teach people as you're doing it. And so it's kind of like in the beginning, you don't know anything and you're useless to people. But then by the end, you know, you become this wealth of knowledge that you didn't even realize. Like people ask me questions. I'm like, wait, you don't know that? That's not, that's not like, oh, yeah, you're right. I guess maybe you wouldn't know where to go find a cheap flight or you wouldn't know about the possibility of taking a bus or something like that. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a challenge. But the challenges leads to learnings, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, just kind of like following up on that. I think it's all about like as long as you know more than the person that you're teaching,